What must I do to get you to fall asleep? What can I do to make you fall asleep? I've run out of ideas to get you to sleep. I can hear you cooing in the background. Oh, my darlings, my angels. Let's get right to it. There is a peanut. There is a, a nugget of love. There is a cuddly, adorable, squishy-faced angel in my house right now. And I'm not talking about Eric Leonberger. <laughs> what if I was? Ugh. Uh, no, I'm talking about our son, Frankie. He's here. He is here in our house. Uh, I just put him to sleep. And I think I kind of like kick ass at putting babies to sleep. Um, I have techniques that I, I guess I could share. Um, but there's actually a machine called the Shusher <laughs> for lazy dads. And it's a machine that looks kind of like an egg timer. And you can set it for 15 or 30 minutes of just what sounds like a human being shushing. And you can control the volume. So this is like when you do get tired of shushing, you get tired of it. I know these are first world problems, but I gewalt ich mir the shushing. So the machine shushes for you. So right now he's being shushed by an, uh, a small machine while I get, I'm doing a podcast called Babe. Hi, Babe. It's me. Uh, it has been a long time and I, I miss everyone. I have a podcast at work called Star an adoption podcast. Uh, I can't say fuck on that one, uh, but I sure can say it here, and I will. Um, but on Star, an adoption podcast, which you can hear on um, Podbean or iTunes or I think Spotify now, um, I talk a, uh, at length about this uh, adoption journey. And if I pause, if there's a beat where you hear me stop like that, it's because I'm listening for a crying baby. Oh, but he's not fussy. He is no trouble at all. He really is not. He is just an easy dream. God doesn't give you what you can't handle. Have you heard people say that to try to like encourage people like you are so strong? Well, we can't handle much apparently over here because God has given us the easiest babies. Like so many things, it's only for now. I know that things will change and, and just when you think you've hit like a permanent groove, something something changes. Sleep patterns change, eating patterns change. Um, you know, they shit up their back. All this kind of stuff happens. But right now, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't care. I have an easy baby. So I am off this month on paid family leave, paternity leave, if you will. Uh, to bond with my adopted son. Eric was off in December. I am off in January. Eric is off again in February. Uh, and then Frankie will start at UB Child Care Center. He's a dream. He's, he's a dream. And Jackson, his lot in life is to love this baby brother. He refers to, there's only two things that have happened in Jackson's timeline according to Jackson I was a I was once a baby and then I became a brother and now he's a brother and it is so sweet you almost have to pull the kid off of Frankie like leave him in airway don't crush him you're gonna break his ribs is he breathing give him some personal space like he is just he dotes on him he calls him sweetheart good morning sweetheart hi how are you it's okay he's always consoling him even though Frankie doesn't really cry a lot but just, uh, babies just look like 
they need consolation because he's a helpless little baby. He's he's seven weeks old today. It's funny. Um, I know my mom didn't mean to use this word to describe him, but <laughs> she was looking down at Frankie and she said, isn't he pathetic? <laughs> and I know what she meant. Like, he's helpless. He's yeah, he's he relies on us for every single movement he can't even roll over but uh i love that she chose the word. <laughs> now he looks pathetic and i mean that in a good way um but he is he's a helpless little nugget of love and we are just so blessed so grateful it's so amazing um on star an adoption podcast i have named uh my my uh son's birth mom Colette, which is not her name. Her name is Nicole. But I kept her Colette because the adoption isn't final yet. And I wanted to uh, just keep things a little bit anonymous on, on my work podcast. But um, and then Grandma Lori, I named Genevieve, which, by the way, Grandma Lori loves. She's like, I loved my name. I'm like, I know you're like French royalty. But um, we have an open adoption, so we are in contact with Colette and Genevieve uh, often. Um, we send pictures, we send uh, letters, we talk on the phone. Uh, it's become very interesting um, for Jackson because he got to visit uh, Nicole uh, at the OBGYN and got to hear Frankie's heartbeat and feel him in, in her belly and uh, put the like the gel on before they listened to the heartbeat. And he we wanted to make him an active participant as much as we could in this birth so he could tie it into his own story. Like same, same lady, same belly, two different babies. You're one of them and Frankie's the other one. He's your brother. Look. So... It's been really uh, amazing. And I think that uh, I just love that we have an open relationship with Nicole. We certainly wouldn't have been chosen again to adopt a second baby had we not uh, had a, a really beautiful, kind, loving, respectful relationship the first time around. So, um, but this is it. I'm going to be 49 this year. When Frankie is 20, I'll be 69 years old. <laughs> oh, God, I hope he can support me with his good looks. It's my hope. So anyway, I am home and I am loving being a dad. I have two sons. Last time we talked, I had one. Now I have two. Uh, and I haven't had a month off since my, my neck surgery when I started this podcast. So now it's 2020. Uh, if you didn't get a chance which the show really kind of sucked. But if you didn't get a chance to watch the New Year's Eve, CNN New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, who I love, they just, it's just not a fun, uh, it just wasn't very entertaining. But Sherry O'Terry came on and did her Barbara Walters imitation. And it was <laughs> so funny. She was relentless. They didn't cut it. They just let, let her go wild. And Anderson Cooper couldn't keep it together. So uh, if you haven't seen that, it's really funny because... Barbara Walters. I almost said Barbara Streisand because I'm just so used to always saying Barbara Streisand after I say Barbara. Streisand, you have to. But it was just a fucking riot. It was the funniest part of uh, the show. And I, I've watched it many times since. And all her references are really dated. And uh, uh, it's just great. So tw it's 2020. Ten years. It's a, a decade, right? Uh, 2010 to 2020. So what? Let's do life in review. I'm not going to do mine, but you just think about all that happened to you in a 10-year period. Now we're in the, the 20s, um, and we are on the brink of war. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, and uh, the, the hot topic at my house is nipples. 
you heard me correctly, nipples. Um, it's all I think about. It's all I talk about. It's all Eric and I. We fight over nipples. And the reason is, and I'll just make it brief, is... Okay, that's a siren. It's not a crying baby. Um, the reason is that you can get them in three different speeds. Slow, which is it's hard for them to get the formula out. Um, medium, easier. And then, uh, I don't even know, fast uh, is, is for older kids who just want to guzzle the formula. So if we give him slow flow, it takes forever and he doesn't drink very much. If we give him medium flow, he's covered in smelly formula and the, and the burp rag. You don't want to hear this really. But anyway, um, I keep, I keep talking about, we should switch nipples. Which nipple is this? Where are these nipples? This one is messy. This one's too slow. Can we change out the nipples? I have an idea about nipples. When I was in college, we were sitting around smoking pot, I'm sure, uh, and getting silly and talking about words that we hate, just words that we can't stand. And um, I came up with a few and nipple is a word I don't like. It's I just think it's an ugly nipple. It's just it's an ugly word. I I found myself never saying nipple. I spent years <laughs> and now it's all I say. Um, another word I don't like is bargain. We've it's a real bargain. And I think that um, the Buffalo accent brings out uh the ugliness of bargain. It's a bargain. Um, slacks. I think it's just that that A, that hard A that I don't like. Slacks. I don't like. And and hamper. <laughs> like, please throw your clothes in the hamper. Um, so bargain nipples slacks <laughs> thrown in a hamper was was kind of like what people would say to get at me. But anyway, now it's really about nipples. I uh, actually use the pediatrician portal to ask our our trusted pediatrician her opinion about a slow flow nipple. So anyway, I'm really uh, sexy times over here at the Doyle Burgers. Uh, but it is a new year. And, and in a new year, new things, people feel pressure to, to start new things. Um, I also feel that pressure and feel it every year. Uh, but I uh, this uh, this year I'm gonna I'm decided I'm not gonna start new things. I'm gonna quit things. <laughs> yeah, things I started in the past. I'm gonna stop doing. I'm gonna quit organizations. I'm going to end memberships. I am going to stop uh, things. So I canceled my Headspace meditation app. Uh, mem membership because I meditated once in 2019 and it's uh, it was like $95. Dear friends at Headspace, I love your app, but I have no time to meditate. Uh, please don't charge me $95. Um, I put the JCC on hold, the Jewish Community Center, where I exercised <laughs> in 2019. We did use their pool uh, with our family. And uh, but I ain't going to no JCC. I don't got time. I got two kids. Crying baby. OK, hold on one second. It's almost like I have a time machine and I've traveled through time to two weeks later when I record. So the crying baby was Frankie and then I never came back <laughs> to the microphone. So here's what's happened in the last couple of weeks. I'm still off on. Um, uh, paid family leave with Frankie and I have a visitor here and I've been struggling like so I knew I stopped the podcast and I thought what am I going to talk about what do I want to talk about but the answer came in the form of my beloved friend of many years 
um, admitted lesbian, <laughs> clinical psychologist, Katie Botanary. She's here with me. So right now she's feeding the baby. We are trying to crank this out before I have to go pick up Jackson. So this isn't really like... It's catch as catch can with babe. So I'm gonna have her come over to the microphone and we are gonna talk about how we met because we met because we were fat. And now Katie is not fat, but I remained fat. <laughs> so anyway, she's actually got the baby in her arm. She's coming to the microphone and we're gonna make sure the microphone works and we're gonna talk to Katie. All right, so hold on just a moment. So here she is. She's sitting right here in the studio holding Francis Grayson, feeding him. Uh, so you might hear him make, making some noise. This is Dr. Catherine Botneri, but we can call her Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Oh, my God. So she came to visit me. She came to visit simply to meet the baby. And, and to eat Paula's donuts. And to eat Paula's donuts. Paula's donuts is something that um, Katie and I sort of bond. She introduced me to Paula's donuts as a young boy. Um, when I only knew about their peanut sticks. And if you're in Buffalo and, and you don't know about Paula's Donuts, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So how did we meet, Katie? We were fat together. We were fat together in the, uh, in the 2000s. We met in 2003 at Gay... Okay, so... We can't say that. All right. We, we could say gay, but um, gay. we were part of a weight loss program that had meetings and did something where you kept... You kept track of things. But so we we were very special because one of my friends invited me to go to a gay type of organization like this, a gay version of it. Right. I've so never heard of such a thing. Yeah, like instead of the straight version, which like, my husband likes meat and potatoes and I have to pick up the kids at soccer. This was like, I'm at the bar. I want to drink a Cosmo. How many points are in a Cosmo? <laughs> and I want to be in the pride parade wearing a thong. This is my, it's my goal. Right. So, um, so we went to gay this meeting. Um, this meeting. Uh oh. We don't say the name because I don't want them to pull the podcast. Like the last one. Yeah. We, we all heard. we all might remember that I did a podcast with my friend Nikki, my last guest, who <laughs> I never had a guest after her because um, the the large corporation that has a mouse as their spokesperson uh, found out that I did this podcast and pulled it from the airwaves. So so this is a a, a meeting we went to to watch our weight. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So it was the gay one, right? No, how many pounds did you lose in total? Uh, I think about a hundred or so. Oh my God! And what year did you graduate? From from Weight Watchers. I stopped her. We just scared the baby. Oh Jesus! Oh Mother of Mary! It took me three years to lose my hundred-ish pounds with the support of all of those gay people. We and some straight ones just sprinkled in there. And Katie and I decided we were going to be really good friends, like, right away. Like, I remember seeing Katie pull away. What did you drive at the time? A large vehicle. A Subaru Forester. Well, the lesbians. Oh, she's a lesbian. So, yeah, she loves us. They love a Subaru. But, um, so... Uh, but I remember, like, we're going to be fast friends. And um, we would go to Starbucks and have coffee and talk about being fat. And so I would say I, gr I, got, I lost 75 pounds in 2004. And that was sort of my graduation. I actually, I remember going to Target and buying a small. You were so skinny. I, a small, I, I had a giant head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a small shirt. Like, you know how they have small, medium, large, extra large? <laughs> Currently, I'm an extra large. This was a, a small. So anyway, um, so we we became really, really good friends. And um, you were studying at UB. I was. What were you going to be? 
what I am today, a clinical psychologist. So not only has Babe brought you a fun, beautiful, successful gay woman <laughs> to the table, um, she's also a clinical psychologist. So, you know, God, I wish I could take phone calls. We could ask questions. There could be questions. But um, so that she's... That could be another episode. Yeah, we can do that one via Zoom. But um, so... So why did you want to? Oh, so you so you got your doctorate. You're a doctor, doctor. I have a doctor of philosophy in the area of clinical psychology. Yes. Dear sweet Christ, <laughs> and I have a background in musical theater, so we're really equals. We're a perfect couple. We're a perfect couple. So we were thin together for a while, we were. Um, and then <laughs> I met Eric, and then b ballooned. Relationships do that to you sometimes. Right, but um, you you uh, came up with a fun term today. Um, Operation Hot, was it? That goes back a decade to my sweet friend Karen, but yes. And it's called Operation Hot. Operation Hot. So we wanted to be thin back in 2003 and four. Why? Well, because we wanted to get laid. We really wanted to get laid. And I buy men and you buy the ladies. Right. And <laughs> eventually I wanted to have some children. Mm. And I wanted my body to be childbearing potential. Yeah, so we were different there because I had no intention of, well, I wasn't going to bear children, but <laughs> I wanted to be, if I was going to be a daddy, it was going to be a hot, sexy daddy. Hot, sexy like daddy. a sugar daddy, not with the daddy that I am today. So um, so how did it work? You lost 100 plus pounds. Did you find the romance you were looking for? Yes. Okay, good. Later on. All right, Not but it, immediately. But let's let's fast forward to today. Yes. you're still within like five pounds of your, your success I, well, weight. Well, right this minute I am, but I I've had two children. You've had two biological children. I have two gorgeous boys, and and four. And so, but you're but you've really only gained five pounds. I have gained <laughs> no, back. I've gained a lot. Of, <laughs> wait, I've lost it again. You've lost it again. I have gained and lost and gained and lost and and I'm I'm currently back on the. Uh, the plan. The plan where I'm watching things happen on my weight um, since the beginning of the year. But uh, it's a little different now, and that's what we're going to talk about. But um, so did you um, do you feel like do you feel like the gay community, the, the ladies judge you on fat or thin? Um, probably my guess is not as much as the men. Do. Oh, the men do. I think I think lesbians don't mind it. A healthy woman. <laughs> a Zoftig woman. Yeah. Well, the gay men, well, there is, they actually turn like fat gay men into a fetish. Oh. Like it, they, it, they're fetishized. Fetishized? Fetishized? Uh -huh. um, this was before, I mean, 2003 and four. there wasn't like the joke of dad bod and how like, I prefer him with a dad bod. Like, mm -hmm. it was just like, you need to be hot if you're going to hook up. Yeah. So I got thin and I hooked up. With the the men folk of town, <laughs> I had a I had a good yeah. Um, I will say this though, I was I was discriminate, and I was sober during it. That's a whole other podcast for for twenty twenty. But it wasn't like I was whoring. Well, no, I was, but yeah. I but it, I was conscious of what I was doing. Uh, but then I fell in love. I fell in love with my dear sweet Eric, babe. The the the, the he's babe. Um, <laughs> And then I gained all the weight back. So because you felt comfortable with yourself. So comfortable. We weren't going out to the clubs. We did a couple times, but um, that was like a long time ago. So, so my my the impetus for me losing weight at the time and yours was to to be hot and and get dates. Yeah. So and it really worked. Once I got the date of a lifetime, <laughs> I 
I gained the weight back. Uh, and so I'm not as heavy as I was when I started Weight Watchers. I'm about 10 pounds under that. Um, and, ooh, did I say it again? Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, we won't say it again. Don't say it again. You don't want them to pull this. Maybe you can edit it out. Yeah, I'll do that. Or let's just see if Big Brother is watching. Okay. They'll always be the MP3 of this. Um, <laughs> so now, so the years of struggle, right, happened in the in the middle. Yeah. And um, gaining and losing oh, oh, and oh. and uh, and dribbling. Oh, hi, Frankie. You're hearing all about um, Daddy's uh, problems with his his relating to his body. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Oh, so um, now it's 2020. It's 15, 16, 17 years. We've been friends for wow. 17 years. Yeah. And, um, and now we are paying attention to our weight again or our, our bodies. So what's the re you got to have a reason, right? So what's the reason now? I think we have a similar, again, years later, besties have a similar. Yeah. So, so. So as you mentioned, I'm a clinical psychologist. Thank you for bringing that up and, again, and Katie. I've a lot of time talking to people about getting sober in my line of work. Mm. And I always talk about kind of their short-term and their long-term goals. And I think our wanting to get laid was our short-term goal. And right. this may have been part of the problem. What has sustained, had, ooh, geez. What did sustain me was my long-term goal. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Sorry, the baby's about baby's to about to cry. Lose it, lose it about wanting to have babies. And now my long-term goal has moved into uh, wanting to be alive for seven Yeah, years. and was there, now I know the answer to this, but was there ever, was there ever a close call where there, you might I, not have been I alive? I may or may not have had a surprise birthday heart attack about two weeks before my 40th birthday. Unfucking believable Unexpected, <gasps> quite mild in nature. See, this is how I doubt the presence of like a higher, like, the, the the higher power let you lose over a hundred pounds mm -hmm. and then still gives you a little bit of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I think it was just you know it's just a little reminder. I don't know about the higher power. I, I don't know about that. But it's a whole other one. But twenty twenty. I think, I think um, it was just a little reminder not to be you know too lazy about things. Right. And and maybe to pay attention to your body. Yeah. And so we were talking about earlier that I am not counting the things or any of those things i'm actually trying to pay attention to my body counting the things counting i'll the give things. you a clue it rhymes with bloints oints oints <laughs> um i count oints i do not i just have been trying to figure out what makes my body feel good and what doesn't after i eat it and i also have been trying to figure out what helps me uh fuel my body and exercise more so we're doing this in different ways but we have the same reason i too want to be i want to live there are lots of I haven't had a I haven't had a heart attack, but I did have this the spinal surgery. I don't think being fat helps your spine. Um, but you know what? I want to I want to say this. Since 2003, as as long ago as that seems, it's really not that long ago. People have really started to embrace their fatness. Like if you look at like fat shaming or. Um, people who are fat positive and are like, fuck you, I'm fat and I don't care. Lizzo, like we're really celebrating like how Lizzo is just herself and, and fuck you and I'm on the cover of Rolling Stone. And, and so I, I, I don't want I don't want the listeners, all 12 of you, to think that we're like fat shaming here. But I think at the time, the reality was you needed to be thin in the gay community to get laid. 
That was mine. So I wanted to be thin. And now I feel like my extra weight is going to make me live a shorter amount of time. And I have two sons who will look up to me and imitate my eating habits, perhaps. Uh, but I'm for... Can I ask how old? Is it rude in this time and place to ask a lady how old she is? No, I, I was trying to figure this out the other day. I'm, I'm 42. You were trying to figure it out the yeah. other day, is that? <laughs> My massage therapist and I were arguing how old we were. We couldn't figure it out. I'm 42. I wish I didn't know how old I was. That's great. I am going to be 49 this year. So my baby son here, Frankie, sweet Frankie, Francis Grayson, when he turns 20, I will be... 68. <laughs> Which is the new 40. Yeah, well, everybody knows that. So when he's 21, you know, when, when this kid can drink legally, I'll be close to 70 years old. Now, I want to remind everyone that Cher is 70, and she's still touring. So uh -oh. I think I'm going to be a young 70 if I live. But I feel I just feel when like... When you live? When I live. But um, I feel like in this particular body, the chances of me having uh, heart problems, cholesterol problems, blood pressure problems, back problems um, are just going to be lessened by me being a little bit, uh, having a little bit of a different body. So, uh, and I, I can't lie, I would like to, so I'm gonna confess something to you, Katie, while you're burping the baby. Yeah. Um, so when I did drag in May, I bought um, compression garments mm. to suck in my tummy um, and I got kind of obsessed with finding the best one. Like, like I knew I wasn't going to be a thin Mamie, but I wanted to buy something that wasn't going to, I wasn't going to have a belly yeah. on stage. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but you can wear them in the normal daytime too. <laughs> I'm a lady. I know these things. You know, man spanks. So I got to, I got to tell you, there have been times where I've gone to work or done presentations wearing a, a, an undershirt made of steel, <laughs> which is... Just gives you a new level of confidence. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to... But I have had... My belly's been so, like, big and solid that I feel like it could burst these things. Like, I don't want to go to work wearing a fucking girdle, necessarily. <laughs> it's hot. It's uncomfortable. Um, it is a level... But then it got to a point where they weren't even, like, kind of working. Like, I still look... Fa like, I'm wearing this thing. It's embarrassing. Like, what if... Oh, I don't know what... Like, it, what if the wind blows what my shirt up and... What if you had a heart attack and they had to cut all your clothes off? Oh, my God. I have a friend who hooked up with somebody in the community that went home with him. And when he took off his shirt, he was wearing a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. God. The stories. But anyway, I don't want to. So anyway, it builds confidence. But this isn't how I want to live. I have nice clothes that are smaller um, that I would like to fit into. So there's the vanity of it as well. I would like to be able to look at a picture of myself and... Uh, and not be like, delete it, delete it, delete it, delete it. But um, the, the living longer, I think, is really important. So you're talking about how food makes you feel. So like, name a food and then describe that it makes you feel good or bad. Mm. Um, I, I love ice cream. I've had a career in scooping ice cream in my <laughs> past life. But actual dairy ice cream does not, not do well with me. Fruits and vegetables do pretty well. Like this morning, we ate some really nice food yesterday. It was a delicious tour of buffalo. Yeah. But today, I was like, I have got to have some salad for lunch. And I feel much better because we made the choice to eat salad instead of the eggplant farm again. Yeah. I um, So I had, last night, we went to this great restaurant, Tapo, and I had the meatball entree. And the meatball, I thought it would be just a big meatball. It was seven fucking meatballs. <laughs> seven meatballs in front of me. 
all piled up. But you didn't eat them all. No, I had two. And I said at the table, I can guarantee you if I eat all seven of these, I will die tonight. Like, I will die at this table. Because I was already still full from lunch. We went to this place. If you're a Buffalese, then you will be like, oh, I want to go there. A place called La Divina on Ooh, Delaware Avenue. So good. Um, in Kenmore. Oh, my God. The amount of cheese that we, we had uh, queso and I had... Uh, uh, quesadilla with more queso so um i feel all bound up by it <laughs> to be honest but again and i'm i'm counting oints and uh so but i i typed it all I'm, I'm keeping track of everything i eat so do you keep track of everything you eat no no well i actually keep track of nothing right now right now Right, right now I don't. But when I was losing my weight, I absolutely needed to. Yeah. So and I think that's really good. Idea. It's a good idea. So if if you're gonna if there's some learning, you know, this isn't really a learning podcast, but oh, if there is some okay. learning to okay. be done, all right. Katie's stepping away from the mic because the babe of the baby. Um, it, okay. So if there's some learning to be done, how does food make you feel? So we went to Paula's Donuts yesterday, and we each had one glorious donut. My favorite donut at Paula's is a sour cream glazed donut. And I have like a method with which I eat the donut. I eat the outside first, then the inside. I get sad. Like I go through a, like a bunch of emotions. <laughs> like I'm happy, but then I get sad when I'm nearing the end of the donut. Um, I wish there wasn't going to be another donut. Sometimes there has been another donut waiting, a second one. Um, Katie, uh, had a, uh, coconut cream. Yeah. Coconut cream. Um, but we had just one donut, but the, my, the minute that sugar hit my bloodstream, I was just cooked. I was absolutely done. Katie, how do donuts make you feel <laughs> inside? Uh, they bring me joy. Well, me too. Great joy. But I know there's going to be repercussions. Yeah. No, I actually, I've been talking and joking about how I was coming here for Paula's Donuts and to meet Frankie, but I did just stop at one, and that's never happened to me before, and it was a really good choice, because I felt crazy when I was about halfway into the coconut cream donut. Yeah. I kept going, but I felt a little crazy. And as a man who, who um, has panic attacks on occasion, they feel, it feels just like a panic attack. So it's almost like I know I'm going to have this feeling of of heart racing. I mean, it's not like I fear I'm, I have this fear that I'm going to die or anything, but it, it mirrors physically a panic attack. <laughs> That's so, really interesting. Yeah, no, my, my, my heart rate goes up just quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, but then I eat some other things that make me feel good. So when I don't eat a lot, for me, it's if I don't eat a lot of sugar, um, I feel better. I feel good. Um, but I think there's that gut brain connection well i also think it's interesting because when we were on weight watchers you said it again <laughs> mother of christ maybe i should just be their newest spokesperson when we were on that program that one the things that i ate um were really very interesting like just things that were so engineered and full of probably gmos and phqs and all the things like these like low uh low numbered hot dogs and, and right remember the salad dressing made of plastic oh, the salad dressings yes it was zero and now i won't units eat, i won't eat any of those things no now, natural sort of no that i'd rather eat like an avocado which has like right a lot of fat in it it but comes from nature never have eaten an avocado yeah never 
Also, I think I drank a lot of diet soda back then, and I don't really like diet soda. I do, however, continue to have a caffeine addiction. Which is okay. That's not changed. But right. I have, I have weaned myself off. I, I, my friend Jen and I used to get large iced coffees from the establishment known as DD, and we would get right. extra cream. They'll, extra they'll sue us next. Yes. Well, no, I'm not saying anything disparaging. In Maine, extra sugars means 16 sugars. And because, as you know, that sugar doesn't really dissolve in cold liquids, there's just like a, like a mound of sugar. My God it. Almighty! And now I drink um, sometimes coconut milk, sometimes cream, and sometimes black, and all of them are okay. But I don't. Yeah. I don't do the sugar. I um, enjoy a drink from Arbucks. A, a different establishment we love. Yeah, and uh, it has four pumps of mocha, which is actually four oints. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee, uh, the espresso is zero units and then the um splash of milk i don't count because it's splash just a splash it's, it's a splash from nature. um but it is from nature so so yeah eating thing i mean there's so much out there but i'm just so these are some good rules how does the food make you feel if it makes you feel like shit or you feel like you have to put a girdle on to get to work probably not building your self-esteem um writing down or keeping track so i have an app on my phone from this program that i'm on that you can scan the barcode and it sh will show you so I go to um, Trader Joe's. I'm, I'm saying it because I fucking love Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Um, Trader they have their own podcast. Did I know you know I that? To it. I listen to it too. I like the Christmas one. Oh, me too. Um, I think they call it the holiday one, but I call it the Christmas one. Right. Thank you for keeping the Christ in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, so, uh, so I've scanned things like my favorite little. Um, they're sort of like Indian pot pies are 23 oints a pot pie. That's not worth it, right? No. So it's good to kind of even know in the store what you've got, uh, keeping track. Um, and you get like a party supply of um, units, oints, um, to uh, spread throughout the week. So I counted the donut from yesterday. I gave it 16 because that's what it gave a sour cream glazed donut from Krispy Kreme. Am I allowed to say that? Probably not. Whatever. In my experience, having had sour cream glazed donuts at both establishments, I think you probably more in the range of thirty-two. The one, uh, <laughs> the one at Paula's weighs a good half pound. Oh God, it's so good. It's so. Good. There's something in it. Love. Well, okay, so that's here's my thing. Set some rules for yourself. Like with desserts, this is supposed to be my rule. Uh, I broke it already today. But um, Paula's donuts on every box says "Made with Love." And you can tell when a, a baked good is made with love or when it, n nobody gives a shit. Like a ho-ho or a hostess cupcake, nobody cares. This Nobody made that with love. Um, but a Paula's Donut, these are made with love. So if I'm faced with a piece of cake, should I eat it? Should I, should I count what that's going to be worth? Was it made with love? So ask yourself if the baked good was made with love before you eat it. I did have a cannoli that was made probably with apathy or hate ambivalent. <laughs> ambivalent and i had an ambivalent cannoli today oh i'm waking up my baby no 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 i think i was doing that gosh um do you hear him oh hi frankie my little honey um so oh and then so we talked about cheese i'm not going to make you answer this question but we watch andy cohen on um watch what happens live on bravo 
because we're gay men. One time I was talking to, <laughs> to Katie about the Golden Girls and referring to all these episodes of the Golden Girls. And what did you tell me, Katie? Sean, I am not a gay man. She reminded me that she wasn't a gay man. Like, she wasn't catching all the references. Or She's, any of them. Any of them. I'm also a lesbian who doesn't watch a lot of TV. So yeah, sure. well. Like, that's not normal. Blah. I don't no. think that represents the lesbians. I think that's just me. Right. I'm not speaking. Now the lesbians are going to sue you. They're going to come out of the. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm not a gay man. What am I talking? Oh, Andy Cohen. So we are gay men. And we watch Andy Cohen. And he usually will ask a guest if what would they rather have and could never have the other one. Uh, cheese or oral sex. I'm not going to make you answer. But um, you would be surprised how many people would give up the oral sex for cheese. Cheese is very, very powerful. I do like cheese. Yeah, cheese is good. But I'm not talking about like craft. So ask yourself that question. Cheese or oral sex? This is a, it's a homework assignment. But um, like I used to eat like zero, like a zero point um, cheese that was made of like skim milk and plastic. Um, but now... I've, I'm trying to limit it to cheeses of the world. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. My friend Kelly works at Wegmans in cheese. So whenever we go to her house, she has charcuterie, which is little meats, and cheeses of the world. So I will eat that because it's of the world. Um, I do put Parmesan cheese from Aldi in as a cheese of the world, too, which... Uh, Still, it's in the world, but you get it. So have some rules for yourself. Like this isn't worth it. Like, like are we, when we used to go to meetings, um, they used to say like, don't drink your calories. So like, don't like if you're boozing, like the gays at the, at the gay and it was GLBTQ. It wasn't just gay men. It was, it was, we had trans people, um, in the group. We had an intersex person, I think for a while. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> and so we, um, but a lot of people were talking about going to bars, like how much in a rum and Coke, how much in a glass of wine, how much in a, at the time people were drinking Cosmos. But now do you drink? I, I don't drink right this minute, but in general, yes, I do. And there are ways to drink much more responsibly from an oins perspective. <laughs> so less on the frozen drinks and more on the gin and tonics or, or vodka tonics or something. Right. Like that. What about wine? People love wine. People do love wine. There's a lot of sugar in wine. Yeah. Um, you know, from an alcohol perspective, we could talk about standard drinks and then I could just morph into my other life. But <laughs> I mean, there's a fair amount of sugar in, in wine. Oh, you counsel people, right? I do counsel people, yes. Yeah. Um, but we don't usually talk about the calories in the wine. We, we talk about other things. My mother used to say, the nice vodka. The nice vodka. Yeah, the nice vodka. I think if you care about carbs, and I think, I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't understand all this, but I think less carbs, more healthy carbs, less added sugars, things like that tends to, yeah. to do better. But um, also, I think you make fewer poor decisions. Whenever I have a glass of wine, I'm much more likely to go into my cabinet and eat an entire bag of chips or pretzels yeah. or something than when I don't. So there's that. So are we helping you? 
<laughs> so, so yeah, I just realized that I kind of let myself go. I think it's important to know how much you weigh too. It's only a number on a scale for sure, but it, it does tell you a little something about yourself. Um, for a while, like before Christmas and after Christmas, before the new year, I hadn't stepped on a scale. I thought I weighed way more than I actually did when I got on the scale. So I was sort of happy, like, oh, okay. Um, but it's it, to, to, you may not weigh as much as you think you weigh, but you, I think it's important to know what you weigh. I, I don't know if you disagree or not. I don't really care quite as much unless I'm like applying for life insurance or something. Yeah. I, more recently, I have been interested in whether I can walk the stairs or not. And one of the dear, other indicators. Okay. One, one of my, I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. One of my dear psychiatrists that I work with is, was pregnant, very pregnant. She's now at home with her sweet baby. And she could walk to the fifth floor while eight months pregnant in heels, and I could not. Ooh. And I have my youngest, I mean, yeah, my youngest is four and a half. So really, I don't, I'm not really like post-pregnancy. So I made a goal that I was going to start walking the stairs little by little. And she's about to come back from her maternity leave soon. Ooh. And I can walk to the top of the stairs. And most people don't ask me anymore if I'm about to have another heart attack. <laughs> So that makes you I feel actually, good when they're asking you that. I actually care a little bit more about that right now. I've been running with some friends. I care. I I think a participation award is a good idea. Oh, I think so I'm too. Off on a total tangent. So well, because you're running, yeah. you're gonna be you run and you're running. Same you don't want to win, no, but I you want to just win. you participated. I won't win. Well, that that's fine. Yeah. I'm excited for you. A 5K. 5Ks. So cute. I know. I I was once a runner. Uh, and then something happened. <laughs> but I think it's important to, to think about, too, that these things ebb and flow. Right. A good year ago, I was just, like, eating sugar every single night and was, you know, stuff was going on. And, and that's how I was addressing my feelings. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's different ways to just notice what function food plays in your life. Sure. I totally agree. Um, your pants also will indicate to you that you're doing well or not doing well. Like, oh, did these shrink? <laughs> How is it? It was very interesting. Our leader in our meeting once told me that it t the first, it takes 15 pounds to get down to a, a dress size or a pant size the first time because by the time you bothered starting, you were like just about to bust out of that size anyways. Yeah. And then otherwise it's about 10 pounds like in between each size. Yeah. Um, she's right about that. And honey, I know she is right. And I got the sizes. I have like size 32 khakis. And then I have up to like 38 jeans. I, I, I think I once bought a size 40 waist, which is okay. So for, for guys and probably for girls too, if you are like a hipster and you're into vintage clothes, guess what you're not fitting into? No. People were tiny back in the day. Like even if you go to like an old theater, um, like in Buffalo, we have Shays, Shays Buffalo. Like the seats weren't made for large people. They were made for, for small, like Broadway show houses too. Like you're like packed into these seats. Um, vintage clothes, like waist size, like 28, 29. I don't think I was ever, maybe in fourth grade, I was 28, 29. Um, but uh, that back when I was uh, a kid for, for boys, they had uh, three types of pants. Oh, God. They had regular, which I was not. They had slim, which I was certainly not. And then they had husky. <laughs> in women's, they call it misses. Misses. Oh, God, it's so painful. Um even when you're 12. Yeah, even 
Yeah. Here's your husky. Do you have these in husky and in green? Oh, okay. I want it to be slim so bad. I mean, so it's pretty much like a lifetime of wanting a different body. So let me ask you this. What about the people who say, like, you need to love the body you're in, honey. You need to celebrate every curve, ripple, um, whatever else the body does <laughs> when it's fat. Like, be proud. Show it. Who cares? So for me, and this is just me, um, I have never felt very comfortable in my larger body for a variety of reasons. And so I feel like if you feel comfortable and you're good with yourself and, and content and you're not just like stuffing your emotions with food, then great. Yeah, celebrate it all you want. But This is a clinical psychologist talking <laughs> for the first time on Babe. But but um, I, I generally... Uh, eat my feelings and don't express them yeah or don't like deal with them in a healthier way so um you know with the exception of when i just had like baby weight on me although people are wrong gallons of ice cream really do soothe pregnancy heartburn <laughs> um, but but i mean if you're comfortable with yourself fine good i support it but if you're not comfortable then like understanding to like how to address this sure i think and right now i'm working on all the things all the therapy all the running oh. all the all the vegetables yeah all the processing you go to therapy i go to therapy. a therapist who goes to therapy small shout out and i'm not being paid for this to Lori gottlieb's you should talk to somebody it's a good read okay this is great um i don't think she'll be upset about that no saying positive things mm -hmm. um well, I'm saying positive things about the program where you watch your oh, yeah, weight. I don't have any problems with No, that. I just, you know, I because of my experience with the largest corporation in America that has a mouse as their spokesperson <laughs> who ripped my podcast off the air, which I get. I, to I get it. Whoever you are, I understand why you did it. I do. It's a shame that my my career at this organization is so sordid and salacious that it can't even be discussed. I don't think we have shame with our organization no not with the one where you are looking at your weight mm -mm. and counting oints no we had a good we had a good, we had a good run we graduated yeah we got I magnets a, a forever member though because i didn't do a very good job of following up oh yeah well I, I moved out of buffalo i couldn't do it anymore i tried to i told you this the other day i tried to go to a meeting in another state might have been in in georgia and i just i couldn't they were talking about casseroles and oh no things that Oh, jeez. Things that lesbians don't make. Well, actually, lesbians do make casseroles. They do? At the time, I was not making casseroles. What do the gays make, I wonder? I just get shit from Trader Joe's. Do gay men cook? I don't know. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding? I'm a lesbian who doesn't cook. I think there are also lesbians who uh, oh. do cook. I cook. Um, Eric, babe, does not cook. Mm -mm. He makes. There's one thing he makes. It's um, Okay, so Eric makes one thing. It's like a stir fry. And... Um, we call it concoction. Mm. Yeah. And concoction is loaded with um, fresh uh, broccoli and snow peas and peppers of all colors, oh. quinoa. And then, are you ready? Imitation crab and imitation lobster. <laughs> oh, that is a concoction. <laughs> so it's a, I call it Neptune's feast. What kind of sauce? No sauce. No sauce. No. It's super healthy. I mean, oh. if you... That uh, imitation crab, I call it clab because it's not really crab. And the lobster, it's just white fish. 
And there's, you can count the points on those two, but everything else is pretty much zero. Put and some omega somethings in there. Yeah. So, but he'll say, babe, guess what I got? Concoction. Stuff for concoction. So for the last 16 years, 15 years, we have been, I've been treated to concoction almost weekly. We are getting so old. We are. 15 years with the same person. <laughs> Just kidding. That was really loud. So when I talk, the lines on the computer get really huge and big. And when Sweet Angel Katie talks, they're just tiny. And and um, this I've only done this one other time, which was with my friend Nikki. And uh, I hope you, well, we'll never know if you could hear Nikki or not, because <laughs> no one's allowed to hear that podcast. What would happen if you just posted it again? Somebody would, it would disappear. I would, I would fall into the ground. The floor would open up and I would get sucked into the abyss. You would be on the floor. Permanent fast pass ban line. I know. I would. I'd be dragged to hell. Um, we uh, when when this corporation opened its own town. Um, they have their own town. It's called Celebration. Um, we. My friend David said that if you criticize the company at all, the sidewalk panels open up and you get dragged to hell. Like you just. I was talking to him one minute and then he said one disparaging thing about the company and then he was gone. <laughs> So um, I want to love the body I'm in, but I really don't, guys and gals. I don't. This isn't how I want it to be. I... What if it could be both? So Wait, what? If, what? You, what if you could love your body and make some healthier choices that would allow you to enjoy that body? I love your body. I'm ah! No, I do. I'm just so happy that we've known each other for so I long. I know. This, this body's done a lot. Um, done a lot for you. I always say that, like, I think my friends often see me with with a rose colored lens um i don't and i'm i'm like you know if a good if a good therapist uh i too am in therapy um if a good therapist were to get their hands on me you know it's funny i'm seeing a new therapist and i said to her she's tough too um i said to her you know what we've never discussed my weight issues like i've been coming to you for six months and i've never talked about how like i hate looking at myself in pictures i feel super fat i wear a girdle sometimes <laughs> like all this crazy shit like there's there's like so much else to talk about but um but i know you're supposed to be kind and gentle to yourself don't be cruel to yourself right well be a friend to yourself it's my self-compassion workbook i'm working on you you we love workbooks you we guys do. yeah self-compassion what would a, what would your best friend say would they call you a a fatty mcfat fat no not at all. So I think, again, there's room for everybody, people that are comfortable and, and want to say, fuck you, I'm fat and I'm here and I love it and I'm proud of it. Um, I, I've never been that person. I, since I've, I've longed to, to, to be a diff, in a different body since I was a small child. Process that, clinical psych. <laughs> I told you, the first time I was on the program was like in like sixth grade or yeah. something. I did deal a meal in, in uh, eighth grade. With yeah. Richard Simmons. I've been up. I've been down. When I was, I was probably my heaviest when I was in college. I don't even know how much I weighed then. Speaking of being on a scale, I have no idea. I think I was my heaviest in like 2000, 2001, like right after 9-11, where I just stayed home eating steak and cheese subs, smoking cigarettes and watching the world end on TV. Luckily, we're in a different time and place and there's nothing depressing to watch on the news now. I just don't watch the news now. No, we don't. I we can't do it. Buffalo. Uh, the week of 9-11. And I was so super I, fat. Just, I, I was also, uh, yeah, I was also super fat. Okay, well, it was a time, yeah. Um, so, so, just briefly, because we're going to start wrapping it up here. 
Um, the baby's been great. Have you even heard a sound out of out of Francis? He is a fucking angel baby. If you could see him, he is so sweet. Oh, my God. And Katie's just rocking him. At one point, Katie was rocking the baby, opening a bottle of water, and talking into the microphone. <laughs> it's crazy. I can she can do it. She does everything. Lesbians are so interesting. <laughs> Wait, something else that maybe you don't know, because I know that some of some of uh, my listeners are not in the LGBTQ community. Gay men and lesbians tend to not get along. It's kind of like a thing where you, they don't hang a, a ton. But we we have broken all of those stereotypes. Is it that they don't get along, or they just sort of see the world in a different way? Well, there's a yeah, they see. I think sometimes lesbians and lesbians don't get along. It's true. And gay men and gay men don't get along, yeah. too. Different sometimes types. people just don't get along. Yeah. Well, we get along very well. For years now. For years. 17 years of... of We've uh, been separated for much of that time. I know. I have not seen Dr. Katie, uh, Dr. B, as they call her at the... At the VA. <laughs> at the VA. Can you say that? Uh, yeah. South, do we say she's in South Carolina? Oh, well, that's a whole other thing. Like, how liberal is that state? How's that going? You know, it's going well. Okay, yes, good. We, we in South Carolina pride ourselves for our liberal views <laughs> <laughs> and ways. Yeah. We do, have, we, do, we do have a Democratic congressman, not to go too far off. But no, that's good. That. Yeah, that's great. Yay, Yay vote for Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but 17 years, gays and lesbians, where was I? I Wrapping know. it up. Oh, so Katie, uh, one of the, another great thing about Katie um, <laughs> of course, I think this is great. She loves this podcast, babe. I do love this she podcast. gets excited now. She's on it. This is so huge. Um, but we were talking about like uh, different topics for the year. Like sometimes I just I don't know if if uh, this really helped so much because I feel like there's no discourse when I just talk to myself. And so to have some a, a person to talk to is really good. So maybe more interviews. Maybe more about your body and being healthy and living a long time. Would you like to hear about my alcoholism? <laughs> How about childhood sexual abuse? Oh, oh, Katie, if you could see her face right now. (laughs) I want to know what people want to listen to. What would you like to hear about? I would like to hear more about your recovery story. Yeah. You right at the at the cusp of that. There's a whole side of Sean that I just don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get my best friend Alicia on here to tell you about the other side of Sean, the the one who's asleep on the front lawn, unwakeable, (laughs) drunk with his pants down. But I do think that, that going back to our self-compassion topic, like we're just looking at the view of like our relationship together, but you've made some tremendous changes over your lifetime. I have. And what we know from psychology. Oh, here we go. Past behavior is the best predictor of your future behavior. <gasps> and you have not repeated the cycle in any way. I have not. Maybe you've changed it just a tad, maybe switched from alcohol to food, but yeah. you know, harm reduction is the way we go now. We're it, not, we don't have to be abstinence only. It's true. Yeah, no, that's that's so. Yeah, then this is something that they used to talk about at the the meetings we went to. Um, So so yeah, so I will definitely talk about that. But I think you should also talk about being a a non traditional family. (gasps) That's interesting. Two dads. I've been asked three times since I got to Buffalo yesterday why I was here. And when I said, oh, I came to see my friend's baby, they said, oh, how's she doing? I said, oh, they're doing well. He has two dads. Yeah. You do have to say it, right? And oh, yeah. and we're the only oh, two dads. Oh, crying baby. Katie's gone. Alert. <laughs> Alert. No, he's fine. Um, but yeah, we are the only in his school in Jackson. Oh, he started at a new school too. Oh, so much to talk about. Montessori. 
Anybody, any Montessori parents out there? So here's the deal. If you listen to this, write a comment. I'd like to hear about this. Uh, did he just throw up on you? Did he really? Maybe. Oh, Why? shit. <laughs> oh, Francis, you little gem. Yeah, you need to get, you need to get, like, comments. Yeah, I, I've always wanted comments. You can email me at my real email address, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, 72I, as in India, at yahoo.com, with ideas, thoughts, questions. Who still has a Yahoo address? I know. People say that makes me sound like an old man. It does. It's not AOL. I shamed my mother into getting rid of her Yahoo account. I know. I thought Yahoo was for the young and the hip. Apparently not. I am not young nor hip, so who knows? No, I'm not either. Um, but, the, the, but lastly, I had a whole uh, three or four year uh, blog when people were reading blogs um, about my journey to being uh, turning 40 and trying to not be fat and to be fit when I turned 40, which I actually I achieved, which was amazing. So now I'm going to be turning 50 in about a year and a half. So maybe that could be the focus, too. I need to know. I do love to podcast. As you can tell, I uh, am doing it in between like crying babies, feeding babies, babies throwing up. Um, but this was really a great opportunity. I'm hoping that um, Katie can come back to the mic just to say goodbye. Talk right into that mic. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. It's entirely my pleasure. And I do love babe. Oh, babe. Well, I'm so happy. And I thank you so much. And I will try not to be. I can't make any commitment on when the next one's going to be. But listen to this one a bunch of times. I feel like I have 34 podcasts to listen to, which is kind of a lot for a year and a half. Some of my podcasts I listen to just to once a month, which I barely do now. But there's a lot of early stuff. So go back to that. All right. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye.